0: Alrighty guys, we have got another crappy sounding episode because my poor podcast producer is still under the weather. Luckily she's going to be just fine. And I hope you guys are doing just fine. Isn't this a tough time? I know that over here in New York, we are really going through it. My particular county of Westchester was one of the hot spots for the coronavirus, so we've been feeling it for an extra long time. I'm so grateful to our medical workers, our restaurant workers, our postal workers. I mean, there's so much gratitude and also... I'm feeling more aligned than ever with my purpose of being an interior designer. I feel so glad for the projects I was able to wrap up before this hit, that they're able to buy the furniture we recommended, put it in their homes, snuggle on their couch with their family, play their favorite board game at the dining table. And I feel bad for the clients that we had to cancel who are maybe living with minimal furniture or living in a place that doesn't feel like home, now more than ever, it's so important that your home really is your safe space, your haven. And I'm really excited to get back to work. Who knows when that will be? Um, But I am really excited to get back to work and helping people. We are still working virtually. So that's exciting because you know, we're here, we're able to do that. Um, But our core business is meeting with people in person and seeing their homes in person and getting to interact. And as somebody who loves human interaction and loves meeting new people, this time has been tough and lonely. And as an entrepreneur, it's been really tough. Um, And for my staff, it's been really tough. And I'm sure, as I'm saying this, that so many of you guys are going through really hard times. Ugh. Um, so I just want to put that out there. Because I must say, as I listen to podcasts, as I'm consuming content at a rapid pace, because I mean, really, what else is there to do? there are times when i really look for that escape when i'm really longing for somebody to just stop talking about the coronavirus please and then there are times when i just want other people to say this is hard this sucks when is this gonna go away i'm struggling um so i hope to bring you both of those things with the podcast because I want you to know where we're at and I want to know where you're at. So feel free to write me, Betsy at com. Now more than ever, we need to connect. I'm going to be putting out a little bit more content than I usually do. And, uh, that's because I have time number one, and that's because you have time number two to perhaps want to listen to more content. I know that I constantly refresh my podcast app on my phone waiting for shows to drop and maybe you're doing the same. So I'll keep putting it out there guys and send me in your questions. Info at affordable Share with me what you're going through. Tell me about your experience. How has this pandemic made you appreciate your space more? I'd love to hear I will tell you that one thing that I appreciate is that my home can be multifunctional. You know, now we need the dining room to be a school room. And luckily, I had some bins sitting upstairs. Well, now my buffet is strewn with bins. Everybody's got their labeled bin. We've got a schedule hanging on the wall that's been taped there with painter's tape. I'm using my 3M hooks to hang those really large notepads so the kids can use them essentially as chalkboards, but with markers. So I guess smart boards, right? And, uh, and it also really feels good that everything has a place so that I can put these things away when it's time to eat dinner, when it's time to stop thinking about school and go back to our normal lives. And yet we're in the same room. What are you doing to maintain sanity, to make your home functional, but at the same time, pretty livable? Tell me more, write to me. I'd love to hear it. All right, so we're doing part two of our celebration because yes, we are celebrating five years of being on the air with you guys, five years of podcasting. And just because there is a pandemic, which is of course a horrible and sad thing, doesn't mean that we can't celebrate some of the things that are good and exciting. And I, for one, don't want to miss this anniversary. I don't want to miss five years of podcasting. For me, that represents hours of time and energy, but it also represents hours of connecting with you guys. I've seen the downloads. I've read your emails. You've invited me into your homes with pictures, and it's really been great. Uh, one of my recent experiences is I was at soccer with my son, and he was playing, and uh, one of the kids that he was playing against, he and his mom came up to me after and said, Petsy, we recognized your voice. I guess I was talking with one of the other soccer moms. We recognized your voice. We listen to your podcast all the time. And so it was really fun to meet a fan, Gabriel and Gabriel's mom. Another thing that was really fun is that I recently posted about the FedEx grant. We didn't win, by the way, but I posted it on my Facebook, and then my husband shared it, and somebody that he went to college with or worked with, or I can't remember what, is a really, really big fan and has been listening to me for years, and it's just funny how those connections weave together, and that's part of the reason I do this stuff, just for for the kismet to put it out there to give you content, but also to connect. All right. So I did part one and now it's time for part two. And for part two, I focused on my top favorite projects from the last five years and my top five new projects that are coming up in the next five years. Uh, so let's go back. Let's take it back uh, to my favorite projects from years ago. And I'm going to focus on interior design projects. So one of my favorite projects was working with a gentleman in Jersey city. And you may have heard me tell this story, but you know, I've worked with thousands of clients. Yes. Thousands of clients over 15 years because at affordable interior design, we take between four and six clients a week. So if you do the math on that, I have worked with a lot of people in a lot of spaces and it's hard to keep everybody straight, quite frankly. But when I'm thinking back, there are some projects and some particular clients that rise to the top and not necessarily the top because they were the most pleasant or the most kind or the most eclectic, but maybe they raised to the top because it's the most rewarding. So this one was perhaps one of the most rewarding projects I've worked on. It was a guy in Jersey city and I have every client fill out a questionnaire in advance. And we were reviewing that questionnaire when I was in his space, he worked in some kind of corporate job. I can't remember, but he also liked to paint on the side. Um, he was living in this space I think it was a one bedroom or a studio. It had beautiful bones. It was a converted factory. It was a huge um, loft type space that had really high ceilings, like between 12 and 14 feet high. And it had everything going for it. And it must've cost a lot of money. I mean, it's really close to New York City in this prime spot. And he told me as we were reviewing the questionnaire that he doesn't spend any time there. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I go to work and then I go to Starbucks. He's like, I only come home to sleep. I stay at Starbucks until it closes. I was like, why? And he said, I stay at Starbucks until it closes because it feels like home. It feels cozy and comfortable and my home does not feel cozy and comfortable. And yes, his home was not well designed and it did not feel cozy or comfortable and it didn't have you know, nice seating. It didn't have good flow in terms of feng shui and it wasn't working, but that manifested in, in this experience of him never wanting to be at home. And for me, that really struck a chord. It was really sad to hear. Um, so I left, right? Because that's our process. We meet with the client. We learn about what they're looking for. We take measurements, we leave. I left. And I go back and as I'm designing, I'm thinking to myself, I want to make his home, his apartment feel like a Starbucks. I want him to want to spend so much time here. I want him to feel comfortable here. I want him to stop buying vintage lattes at 8 PM. And I want him to come home to find a partner. If that's what he wants to, to create a life outside of that. And to really you know, enjoy his investment because he had purchased this apartment. So I remember as I was working, intentionally selecting things that felt like Starbucks whether it was a leather chair, whether it was working in that emerald green color, whether it was incorporating some wood tones. I really thought about and researched Starbucks and their interiors. So that way he would be more open to my design, but also that way he could see the correlation of, you know, making his safe space translated to his real space. And Then, you know, we present the design and at affordable interior design, we present it virtually. So over the phone. And I never really hear what happens because for 90% of our clients, we don't then do the work. We do have a top tier package where we will implement all the changes for them, but that's out of most people's price range. And most people opt to do it themselves because they have everything they'll need. Um, so I never heard what happened. Well, then I go to my book launch party. Yes, the book launch party that had no books. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to part one. And somebody came up to me. And like I said, I've taken a lot of clients. So I don't always recognize people. I rarely recognize people. Uh, He comes up to me and he says, you know, I just wanted to come to this party. I got a notification about it from your newsletter. And I wanted to tell you that you changed my life. I was the guy that always went to Starbucks and you made my home look and feel like Starbucks and now I go home and I really needed to come here tonight to tell you how you changed my life and I don't remember his name. He certainly was not the client that spent the most money or the client that had the biggest budget or the client that bought the largest package, but I remember him because he reinforced why I do what I do, it's to make a difference and it's really fun when people tell you tangibly you made a difference. It makes it all worth it. It it's it's the thing. It's why I do this. So, I'll never forget that guy. Uh, another project that I dearly loved was um I worked I love working with clients over and over again. Not just because you know, they're already bought into our business model. They already know how we work and they love it, but also because you get to see someone evolve over time. And that is really thrilling. You get to see their lives change and grow. They have such implicit trust in you and you know their style so well that it's almost like jazz between two musicians who know each other. You can make this beautiful music together and you can dive right into the process without all the getting to know you stuff. You just immediately jump in and start making jazz. Well I worked with this couple and I had worked with them, well first of all she had come to one of my classes so I knew her roughly that way because she had introduced herself after. But then I got to work on their Brooklyn apartment which was stunning and epic and huge. And then they bought a place in the Hamptons. Now, I had not gotten to travel to the Hamptons for interior design work since I worked for the famous designer, Tom Felicia. And that was always a thrill because I am a beach person. Uh, That is where I feel most alive and happy. And also it's fun to get to go to this different world. I myself don't vacation in the Hamptons. Uh, Financially, that's not an option, but also it's not necessarily my scene. I'm kind of a low key person. I prefer Rhode Island, right? But, um, and Rhode Island has its hoity-toity too, but I go to like low key Rhode Island. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So anyway, it was really fun to get to go design this place in the Hamptons, not only because I got to be in a hotel and stay the night, but also because I got to basically design, you know, where the outlets would go, which way the door would swing. They took this old home and tore it down to the studs. And you know, I'm always going into spaces and having to work with what's already there architecturally. And it was really exciting to get to make those choices. Like the light switch should be over here because we know the nightstands will be there because we know that the door is going to swing open this way. And definitely we should put the toilet on this side because, and it was great because the architect was there. The contractor was there. The clients were there and we were all making jazz in the Hamptons. That's a project I won't soon forget. was in Brooklyn and it was with this client who signed up for that premium package I told you about where we would do everything from soup to nuts. She worked in finance. She made a lot of money, but she didn't have any time. She would wake up at like four 30 in the morning and wouldn't get home till like eight 30 at night. Her schedule was very intense. And she also, as I got to work with her You know, she had some pieces we were reusing, and she was very difficult and very opinionated, uh, which I found to be um, a challenge. But also, I noticed that every time she you know, fought back against one of my ideas or challenged one of my selections, I wound up coming up with something else that was even better than I'd originally thought about because she challenged me and she challenged me on everything from like the knobs on her cabinets on the built-ins to rugs, to the decals we put on her tiles in the kitchen. Like everything was a little bit of pushback. But because the way that she pushed back inspired me to reach higher, the project turned out amazingly. And it became like the star project of our website and my first book and all these things for years. But more importantly than that, halfway through the design project, I realized that she had these horrible migraines that were really debilitating and greatly impacting her quality of life. There were days she couldn't get out of bed. Uh, There were days when she would struggle and I remember as a designer, you know, you're working with somebody so closely, and she tried to hide this condition from me, but it became so apparent that something was going on because we, you know, I was transforming her space and we were in a lot of communication. And um, so when I realized that she was struggling with this, I completely took off my designer hat and was like, What do you need? Turns out she didn't have air conditioning and the heat was really impacting her. So I got her. Um, window unit air conditioners, you know, and I got them in a taxi and drove them over, you know, what else do you need? Do you need food? And that, Is isn't possible with every client, that deeply personal connection, but this one came as such a surprise from someone I didn't expect it from because frankly, we hadn't had a deep personal connection. She was very busy and it had been sort of this brusque interior design exchange. So when it became something different and I was again able to transform her life through design, but in a slightly more personal way, a way that was well outside our contract, um, it became such a unique relationship. And she's one of my best friends to this day. She was at my wedding. I love her so much. Um, and that's what interior design can do because you are intimately acquainted with this person because they're showing you where they keep their underwear and what, you know, makes them feel uncomfortable. And they're showing you that they're ashamed to have friends over because look at my dining room. It can't accommodate anyone and I don't have any art and I'm just too busy and I want to live differently. When you can reach somebody on that level and transform their space and their life, um, there is a bond that's, that's forged. And three of my six bridesmaids were former clients and I had not known them before I worked for them. And that's where the magic happens. That's where those deep connections can grow because this business is so important. And when you change somebody's life, well, they like you and you like them too. Uh, Another thing that I just love, 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 love is I love transforming commercial spaces like businesses, right? Um, A few years back, we did this lash bar in Midtown Manhattan, and it was a client that I'd worked with before. I'd done her apartment. I think I did two of her apartments before we did her lash bar. But again, we could pick up where we left off. It was so exciting to see her, but she had a slightly different aesthetic for the eyelash bar than she had for her apartment because, you know, we're branding this. This is based on her business and her logo and her font and the type of clientele she wants to have. So it's really viewing interior design through a different prism. But the reason I love commercial spaces is because people are very motivated to complete them exactly the way you designed them. You know, when you design a home, they might choose a different pillow or they might wait to get that end table and lamp because oh, it's not essential. When you design a commercial space, these people want to get it done, they want it to be perfect because the design is going to directly translate to money. If it doesn't look good, they're not going to get as many clients. If it doesn't look good fast, they're not going to be able to open their doors right away. So I love the motivation, perseverance, and passion that comes from working with small businesses, not only because I deeply understand their struggles, their successes, how important this design will be for their future, but also because I understand their energy level. They want to get this done and they want to get it right. And I love it. So we've worked, another one of my favorite projects was in um, Rockefeller Center for a financial group. And I've worked with her a few times. And again, there's just nothing like working with a motivated entrepreneur as a fellow entrepreneur. Lastly, I'll have to say, and I'm noticing somewhat of a through line here. Um, there was a country house in New Paltz. So I'd worked with a client several times before, and then they were like, Betsy, come do our country house, come do our guest house. And it's really fun to be able to travel, but it's also really fun to be able to travel and reinterpret your client in a different way in this new space. For instance, they wanted their country home to feel very different than their city home in Brooklyn, right? They wanted different feel. They wanted to really embrace the fact that they're in the middle of nowhere in the woods, They wanted to play up different colors so that when their family would commute from one space to the other, they would have a completely different experience. And that is really fun. Reinterpreting that same client in two different ways and reflecting back what you see, super fun. All right, so now let's look forward. The next five years, what will that hold? And with the pandemic um, going on, it's really hard to look beyond the next five minutes, like literally, because where I was five days ago is not even close to where I am today. In terms of five days ago, I think I was still seeing friends. I think we just stopped taking in-person clients, but I at least was going you know, to a restaurant and that is no longer happening. So in this brave new world, it feels really um, premature to look so far ahead, but I'm going to do it anyway. Cause I mean, I've already got my notes. Uh, but one new project I'm really looking forward to is affordable interior design TV. As you guys know from listening to me, it is a real challenge to visualize the spaces I'm describing. It's a real challenge to, um, share with you a visual medium in an audio format and I hope that it's compelling and I hope that it conveys the scene I'm trying to set but nothing will be as exciting as actually showing you pictures actually describing it and I'm going to take the same questions the same images that I'll tackle here but do them in small episodes on YouTube at affordable interior design TV I plan on launching that sooner rather than later. I'd actually hope to launch it this month, but everything has been turned upside down with the coronavirus. And also, I have been too damn depressed. I tried to go and record the other day, and like I couldn't stop crying. So I think I'll wait till I'm more emotionally stable to record affordable interior design TV, because crying while you talk about shag rugs is not a good look. The next thing that I'm really excited about is continuing with this academy, growing it, getting even more students, getting even more small businesses out there because truly my intention with the affordable interior design academy is taking people who have dreams of becoming an interior designer and helping them to not only master the craft, but then launch their business. It is my expectation that they will finish the academy and go out and make money and live their dream, and have a sustainable lifestyle that is fueled by their interior design business. That is the entire goal. And it's been really exciting to watch people as they go through the 10-week Academy reframe their dreams, desires, to see that it could be possible to face fears and overcome them. The Academy involves one-on-one coaching with me, and it's been exciting to hold these people accountable say hey, let me see that website. Hey, let me see your pricing structure. If you're interested in the academy, if you have questions, head over to affordableinteriordesign.com/academy to learn more. There's a quiz there that will tell you if the academy is a fit for you or if there's a different path. The academy is not a fit for everyone not a fit for the hobbyist, not a fit for somebody who wants to work at somebody else's firm. This is really a fit for somebody who wants to learn the craft and turn it into their own money-making machine, helping others through their own business. And I'm really excited about it because I just launched in October. We've already had great momentum and I just want to build that for years to come. The other thing that I'm excited about And I know this sounds weird, but I've never been able to really pause my business like this. This pandemic has put us on perpetual pause. I have no idea when we'll reopen and, uh, we're still designing virtually, but that's not a big part of our business. It's never been a part of the company that I focused on. So while I take my foot off the gas, I'm homeschooling some days. Luckily, my husband is also, luckily or unluckily, my husband is also off work during this time. So he's been able to homeschool some days. And on the days when I'm able to come to the storefront, my other little safe space, and sit here by myself with my dog, uh, it's allowing me to dream. It's allowing me to pause and say, what do I want to do differently? You know, I basically feel like my business is kind of down to ashes almost. You know, I know that's kind of a weird metaphor, but it really feels like we're going to have to come back from from the ground up. And what do I want to be different? What do I want to spend my time focusing on? What have I always wanted to grow? What have I always wanted to do? And maybe now that we're paused, you know, every day Monday through Friday and sometimes on the weekends I'm working at affordable interior design, maybe now that I'm not doing that, Maybe one day a week is just for my passion. Maybe I start painting again. Who knows? But I foresee that this pause, uh, certainly if it lasts much longer, will create a new rhythm in my business and my life. And I'm excited to see now that we're restarting from the ground up, what blooms, what sprouts and where. I think I might be surprised and I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. I'm trying to let myself be surprised. The other thing I'm really interested in is opening a philanthropic arm of affordable interior design. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. We've reached out to some charitable organizations this year, and I really want to align in a strong way so that we're regularly working with a philanthropic organization to really put something out there. I don't know what that looks like in the face of this pandemic. I don't know what organizations are going to need us when we're through weathering this storm when we can go back to people's spaces and meet with people again face to face. But I'm excited for the opportunity, and I'm excited that now my company is in a place where I don't have to babysit it 24-7, where I can, well, I used to be able to afford to get a staff member (laughs) to run the back end so I could be more forward-thinking. That might look a little different now, but it definitely is going to be a focus of ours no matter what occurs as we emerge from this pandemic. And then, you know, that's only four things and I'm supposed to have five things because it's my five year anniversary, but I don't have five things right now, five future things. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I'll think of something, but right now, oh, I guess I could look forward to maybe expanding to another city, right? Something like that. But right now I'm just looking forward to not looking forward. Does anybody else feel that way? Now that we're sort of living day to day, each day brings a set of new rules, new challenges, new obstacles, while we're locked in our houses, you know, as somebody who's really driven to always know the next step or always be working towards the next step, I'm kind of enjoying not focusing on the next step right now. Who knows what tomorrow will bring? And That's normally a pretty scary place to be, but I'm embracing it because there's also some calm in living in the now. I hope you guys are able to live in the now as we all go through this together worldwide. I hope that you guys are feeling well, staying safe, washing hands, not being too deeply impacted by everything that's going on. And I hope that amongst and amidst all the stuff that's happening, you're able to take a pause. I know it's a luxury that not all of us can do for very long, uh, without some income, but, uh, I hope that amidst all the distractions, you have a safe place to sit and think and, um, see what sprouts. All right, guys, until next time, be well. Bye.